Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. I am Randy Miller, Tom Baker, sitting over in the Silman seat today. We have got a lot of stuff to cover. NASCAR is back, everyone. And uh, we had the first race on Sunday at Darlington. Uh, they are scheduled to take the green flag for the Xfinity race in about seven hours, plus or minus. Um, and we also have Justin Allgaier going to join us from Junior Motorsports uh, on the Strutmasters.com hotline in the next segment. As I said, mere hours before they take the green flag to restart their season. And um, we'll talk about the, the Darlington race on Sunday. Uh, we'll give you a fantasy NASCAR uh, report as well. Um, and all that uh, coming up in uh, in the show. A little bit of a, I guess programming note for tonight. I mentioned the Xfinity Series race will kick off at 6 p.m. on FS1. Um, that is a time change from the original scheduled start time of 7:30 because of the forecast for rain. Um, those of you who don't live in the North Carolina area, if you're listening to us from somewhere else in the United States, uh, it's a wet and soggy week in store for our yeah. our, our area. Um, as we've got uh, moisture from the Gulf, moisture from the Atlantic, and the low pressure, and there's a bunch of stuff going on, but it means a lot of rain uh, for us. It's actually been raining in the Charlotte area most of the morning uh, and most of last night as well. Uh, so Darlington is about an hour and 45 minutes uh, to the southeast of uh, Charlotte, and uh, it's raining there right now. Uh, so NASCAR decided to move the start time up to 6 p.m. Should the race not happen today or tonight, um, the contingency plan is to run the Xfinity race on th Thursday uh, at noon. Um, if the cup race tomorrow night gets rained out as well, which it's a likelihood that it will, uh, because there's a better chance of rain tomorrow night than there is tonight, then the plan is to run the Xfinity race at noon and the cup race at 7 p.m. on Thursday or Friday if they have to, but that's pushing it because, of course, uh, the Coca-Cola 600 is on Sunday. Uh, so, uh, Tom, what do you make of all of this uh, Xfinity stuff going on in the weather? And uh, I think that the chance of precipitation is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. You know, NASCAR comes back on Sunday to huge ratings. Yeah, six million, over six 3. million. 3.7, yeah, six million um, plus tuning in mm -hmm. to watch the comeback at Darlington. Very successful Everybody with Darlington and NASCAR and Fox and, and everybody involved did a great job. And we're all psyched up for the back-to-back -back shows today and tomorrow at Darlington. And um, Mother Nature comes in and goes, eh. you know, so um, we're, we're not very happy with Mother Nature right now, but there's not much we can do about it. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy if we can get these two shows in. Um, first of all, the Xfinity series, I mean, it's, you know, this again, will be their first time back and it, that's going to be fun in the cup series tomorrow night with the inverted start. And after all that we saw the other day, um, that race ought to be fantastic. And here's the thing. One of the challenges on Sunday was green racetrack. 
Um, they laid a bunch of rubber down. Now it's raining. Yeah, exactly. So tomorrow night's condition, green racetrack. Yep, yep. Even if the Xfinity race goes on uh, tonight, uh, you know, as scheduled, uh, if it rains on uh, Wednesday before the cup race tomorrow night, it, it'll be a green racetrack again. So either yeah. way it goes, I, you're going to go into that race with no rubber laid down whatsoever. I think the interesting thing and something that I want to, uh, to talk to Justin about is – uh, I, I saw somewhere on social media that 11 of the drivers in, in tonight's race, which is about a third of the field, have never turned a lap at Darlington ever in the history of ever. Like, they, no practice, no qualifying, yeah. no, no laps whatsoever. Um, a lot of them are making their very first start, you know, in, in, in a NASCAR car at Darlington. Uh, Justin's going to start 10th uh, by virtue of the draw. So yeah. he, he'll get kind of a top 10 starting spot. His teammate, Noah Gregson's on the pole. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he thinks about, you know, a, a lot of the talk on Sunday's race was what happens when they go into turn one, and, and they all made it out of turn one okay, uh, except for Ricky Stenhouse. Um, but yeah. everybody else uh, made it out okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, if the if the mindset's different for the Xfinity guys, because there's a lot more un a lot more green drivers in the race, you know, a lot more opportunity for, you know, I, I say failure, that's a bad word to say, but a, a lot more opportunity for, you Mistakes. know, disaster yeah. uh, going into turn one yeah. this time. Yeah, I think I agree with you, and especially with a green racetrack, mm-hmm. because of course it's raining now. So you know you're, right. um, and I, I don't know. I mean, it, it they're allowed to do this, so I guess you can't say, well, nobody should be starting for the first time in a comeback race. Well, right. Darlington. I mean, it's not like Daytona or Talladega, it's a, but at the same time, I mean, Darlington is a is a wild beast of a racetrack in in and of itself. It I mean, is. you ask any driver. You know, in history, you heard Gordon on Sunday talking about how, how tough this track was on a regular basis. And you have the fact that you have a green race track with no practice, no qualifying. You know, you don't know what the tires are going to do. I mean, we saw a couple of tire issues on Sunday's race, uh, with William Byron uh, being an example. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of uncharted territory already uh, going into the cup race. And I think there's even more so in the Xfinity race because of all the inexperience you have in that field. Well, that's exactly right. And Darlington is such a tough racetrack to begin with. Um, but uh, it's the same for everybody, right? I mean, yep. we're th- this is what we have, and it really does uh, kind of create a potential scrambled egg scenario, though, for the first few laps. Um, you know, hopefully everybody will be cautious and won't, uh, you know, won't get out of line too much in the first uh, 10, 15 laps of the race. I mean, for the most part the other day, you know, Ricky Stenhouse being the exception, um, the cup guys did a nice job in the first 30 laps of really just kind of settling down mm-hmm. and trying to get the rhythm back and not taking too many chances. The caution flags didn't start happening until, you know, mid portion right. out. Uh, you know, that was, um, that was the interesting part. I think, we thought we'd see a lot more trouble in the in the opening laps, but we really didn't. Um, you know, it uh, it was a pretty clean first part of the race, and then it kind of just continuously got more challenging as they went. But uh, again, that's Darlington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing was is that the, the setups that all these guys had. I mean, you know, they talked about it on the broadcast that they they kind of had a little like virtual meeting with the crew yeah. chiefs and the engineers and you know all the the people that put the cars together and say okay let's put this setup on the car some guys were happy with the setup they had and other guys were like you gave me crap like i, I, I <laughs> you need to put yeah. this back on the trailer and give me something yeah. else 
Um, so Martin Truex was one of those guys. He started pretty deep in the field and, you know, ended up working his way up to the front like twice or three times or something like that. Um, Kyle Busch was, you know, but I don't think he's ever happy with his car, no matter what kind of right. car he's given. But um, he had early trouble. And, you know, so it, it's interesting to see, you know, how, how things pan out. And then, as you said, the invert now puts Ryan Priest on the pole. For tomorrow night's race, as the top 20 guys will start 21st through 40th or 21st through, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So, um, 41st, I think. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be it's it'll be fun, I think, for me to see those guys that were so dominant. You know, the Kevin Harvick's and, you know, those guys, Eric Jones, and people that were up in the top five all day now have to work their way through the field uh, yeah. this time. And some of those guys starting up front aren't used to being up in the front. You know, you've got guys like Brennan Poole and Joey Gase and people like that that are closer to the front than they probably ever started. Um, and that's going to make it an even more interesting race because those guys are, are not typically as fast as the guys in the back. So now they're going to have to work their way up through traffic and you know with a faster car than the guys ahead of them. So, so it'll kind of look like a Saturday night short track race. It in the will. North. It will. You know, in yeah. the in the Northeast, this is they run they run heat races to invert the field. Yeah. You know, here in the South where we are. Your short tracks run qualifying time trials and start mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah, you know, so it it's going to be a, a a very different kind of opening mm-hmm. stage of the race, uh, and give some of the guys that don't get as much recognition an opportunity to get some, and that's nothing but good as far as oh, I'm yeah, concerned. For sure. And if that works out, then you know, here again, you just kind of file that away, and maybe at some point later you decide maybe we're not going to just do this straight up qualifying thing anymore you know maybe we're going to mix it up a little bit and i think that would be that would be great to do but it's it's going to be very interesting and ryan priest starting on the pole is no joke because ryan came up through the field pretty quickly yeah uh, on he's, Sunday, he's got he a good had a car, good run. so I think yeah. he'll be just fine starting on the front. Yep. All right, we are going to uh, head off to a break. When we come back on the other side, hopefully we will have Justin Allgaier on the uh, strutmasters.com hotline. We'll talk to him, and we'll have more on NASCAR's return when we come back on the Inside Pass. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Troutman turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Are you tired of spending your whole weekend cleaning your house? Get your life back with Action Jackson Cleaning Services. Big or small, we can clean them all. Fully licensed and bonded. Call today, Action Jackson Cleaning Services at 704-928-6818. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Koser. Tonight we'll keep that rain around. Low drops down to about 54. Tomorrow more rain in the forecast and heavy at times with a high of only 61 degrees. High of 70 on Thursday with a 70% chance for more showers. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Hey, this is Kyle with WSIC. Tune in Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. for Houston Solutions with me, Kyle Houston. Our community is facing serious problems, and we'll dissect those problems and propose solutions Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. Hey, it's Margaret Beverage. Tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. for the good, the bad, and the guilty as I talk with Iredell County Sheriff Darren Campbell and Captain Bill Hamby about topics that impact you, from crime to how specialized units help keep your community safe. That's 8.30 every Wednesday morning. Hey, I'm looking for some lumber. What kind do you need? Well, we've got TNG, shiplap, rough sawn, dressed, edge and center bead, seeing better, 
hardwood, composite, and LVL. Hmm? Gosh, I didn't realize there was so much to choose from. Well, at Lil Shavers, we know wood. No need to visit the big box stores. Lil Shavers Wood Shop is located just seven miles east off I-77 in Statesville. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you, and uh, we are in for a huge treat uh, right now. And I- I'm so happy that we were able to get him to uh, to come and, and join on the-, the show this morning. Um, he is the driver of the number seven Chevrolet Camaro in the NASCAR Xfinity Series for Junior Motorsports. Um, and he's getting ready to embark on, on an adventure with the rest of his uh, 38 compadres tonight uh, in the Xfinity Series race at Darlington. We welcome Justin Allgaier to the Inside Pass. And, Justin, thank you so much for taking a few moments of your time today. I know that today is a very hectic day for everybody in the Xfinity Series garage area, but thanks for uh, taking a couple of minutes to join us this morning. Absolutely. You know, I'm actually um, I'm on the road right now driving down to Darlington and, and – uh, it just it seems surreal to be honest with you. You know, we we've, we've had so much time off, and and obviously, um, you know, it's not uh, not been easy on anybody. Not not uh, especially not uh, not our, our essential essential workers, health care providers. But uh, glad that we can finally, hopefully, uh, safely get back to a little bit of normal normalcy tonight. I know Sunday was great to watch and and see the uh, the Cup Series get back on the racetrack and. I couldn't be more excited to uh, to get back on the racetrack myself tonight. Hopefully, the weather holds off because right now it's a, it's a little bit wet on my travel down, but hopefully that'll all blow out and we'll be in good shape. Well, if you find any sun on your way down there, take it with you. Uh, bottle it up in the back of your car yeah. and then take it with you when you go. So, uh, obviously, tonight is, is a, a lot of unknowns going into tonight. I mean, you guys have been off for the last couple of months. You're going into Darlington, which is one of the toughest tracks on the circuit for any series to run. Um, you're running on a green racetrack because, obviously, it's been raining you know, since the cup cars ran on Sunday. So, you're going into this completely unknown, no practice, no qualifying. What is your mindset like? I mean, this is this is a completely unknown situation for you guys, and you guys have about six hours until green flag starts. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's definitely crazy, right? I mean, it, I think a lot of us are excited for it because you know it, it's going to be it's going to be fun, it's going to be different. Um, but you know, I think that as you mentioned, there's a lot of unknowns, there's a lot of things that we just we don't know what to expect. I mean, we, we're literally going to take the green flag, um, and that's the first lap we're going to have on the racetrack, uh, period. And and as exciting as that is, it's also nerve-wracking, right, because you want to make sure that you got your your 
set up exactly the way that you want it. You want to make sure that your your mindset is right. I mean, you know, let's be honest. We've been off track now long enough that the muscle memory is still there, right? I mean, I, I've been racing now for uh, 26, 27 years, I guess. Um, so, you know, the muscle memory is still there, but still that time away, the, the, the little bit of tolerances that you build up, you know, the, the being able to catch the car if it's a little bit loose, um, understanding what you want to feel um, in the seat um, as you're, as you're, as you're driving, you all those little details are we're unsure of, and and you know as excited as I am to get back on the racetrack, you know there's still this fear of okay, what did I lose, right? Mm-hmm. Lose any core uh, sensory, uh, uh, you know, items, or what, what am I going to be lacking tonight when the race starts? And, and you know that's always uh, that's always a challenge, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. It's things Good that night. you. It's things that you can't work on unless you're in the car physically doing the job. It's you know people talk about eye racing all the time, and eye racing is great for you know the practice of the of the laps and the practice of the tracks. But in terms of the mentality and what you go through inside the car, that stuff you have to do while you're actually physically doing the job, right? Yeah, I mean eye racing is fantastic, and, and you know we've all been on eye racing a lot and, and run a lot of laps. And, and the platform that they provided us is, is incredible. Um, but the one thing that I feel like I lack in high racing that I, that I have trouble with is the sense of, of feel. Right? I don't have a motion simulator. I have a, a static simulator like a lot of folks would. And, you know, that lack of feel is, for me, what is a big difference maker. I grew up as a feel driver. You know, there's a lot of drivers that are visual drivers. And for them, high racing and, and driving a real car isn't that much different. But for me, the sound the smell, the, the, the heat, um, that all plays a big role into what I feel. And and I, I think that's going to be the interesting part about tonight. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been on iRacing probably as much as anybody because I feel like it's a great tool to keep your mind sharp, keep your hand-eye coordination up. And that's all stuff that's going to be super important when, when tonight's race rolls off. Uh, but there's always going to be that little level of, of okay, what's different? What am I gonna have to? What am I gonna have to kind of compensate for? And uh, did I do a good enough job of it? Justin, because of the fact that you're not getting any practice, you're not getting any qualifying, and you're basically doing a cold start for for all intents and purposes, um, does that change the way that you look at the first, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty laps of the race versus how you would normally drive those laps? under normal conditions when you've had the practice? And if so, can you kind of take us through that from a driver's perspective of what you're thinking about and kind of what you're trying to do inside the car in those opening laps in a situation like this? Yes, yeah, so it definitely changes your, your mindset, right? You, you definitely, uh, number one, I think when the race starts, when we take the green flag, we're going to have to be at uh, 90%. Maybe maybe ninety five percent. You know you, you're not gonna you're not gonna just jump in and take the green flag and be at hundred percent, right? It's just not just not gonna happen. Um, but I think that whole first run, you know, we have to be very objective, um, understanding what we want, try to get that get our head wrapped around um, the car and what we need in the car to be faster. Um, you know, I think that's gonna be super important. 
I think that, uh, you know, we're going to have to try to do a really good job of relaying what we need in the car because the, the crew chiefs and the engineers, they've, they've been thinking about this now for the last 10 weeks or so and what we need to do to be better at, at Darlington, right? But, but until you put a car on the racetrack, you, you don't really know um, what those adjustments, you know, exactly how they're all going to merge together, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, we, we think we know what the optimum setup's going to be when we go in, right? We, we, we've done our homework. Our engineers have been fantastic in that. We, we feel like we know what the optimum uh, setup is going to be. But until you get cars in the racetrack and 30, what, 38 other 38 other drivers behind, beside you and around you, um, you're never really going to know 100%. And so, you know, for me, I have to really do a good job of making sure that I'm delivering, uh, number one, the driving style that it takes to, to make our car go fast, but number two, the feedback that my team's going to need to be able to make our car go fast. And, and that's going to be a challenge. The, the team that has the best communication when, when the day is over is going to be the team that wins the race. Um, in, in, in my mind, hands down. And following up on that, um, obviously the entire approach from the time you get to the track is going to be different today. You're going to have to go through all of the protocols and such for testing and clearance uh, medically. If, and then you're going straight to the motorhome and you're not, normally I would, would, would guess you'd spend a lot of time with your crew chief, your your engineers, that type of thing, just before the race, you're isolated until just moments before you get in the race car and you have to communicate with your team through kind of remote means, either through you know the computer or cell phone or whatever. Um, how does that kind of play in your psyche a little bit and especially with the added uh, dramatic change, if you will, of not having any fan energy to draw from? Well, no motor home for me this week, so I'm actually uh, going to be stuck in my Tahoe for uh, for a couple of hours oh, before, wow. before the race starts. Um, but yeah, it is very different, and, and and I will say NASCAR gets a lot of credit. They have really taken this extremely serious. Um, you know, I, we all have a, a duty to not only ourselves but to our country to make sure that we, you know, we do this the the safest most proper way that we can, right? And, and you know, that, that goes for not just going back to the racetrack. That goes for, for everything that's going on with reopening our country. We know we need to reopen the country and get things going again, but we have to do it at a, at a, um, in a process and in, in a structure that, that does it the safest that we can. Sure. Uh, we've, we've already lost way too many lives. We don't need to lose anymore. So, so NASCAR has really taken a very um, extreme stance as far as the testing policies, um, what we're having to do. I mean, we've, we've been doing um, daily checks now for the last uh, three or four days um, daily. And then, you know, be, even before that, we've been doing routine um, updates to NASCAR on how we're feeling, um, you know, temperature checks, all of those things. Today, uh, we had to fill out uh, a bunch of forms to kind of give them a, a, an idea of what we've been doing over this time off. Um, to give them a good idea of social distancing and what what our practices have been, we've had to take our we'll have to take our temperature when we get to the racetrack. They'll do a visual um, inspection of us at the racetrack. Excuse me, and then we'll we'll actually be quarantined inside the facility. So 
the drivers will all go in. There's a holding area uh, for where we're, we're all going to be at. And then we'll actually go straight from that holding area to our directly to our race cars. So I have all of my driving gear. I have my helmet, my fire suit, and my gloves, and my head and neck restraint. All of those things are in my possession currently. Um, I have to actually get my, even my drink bottles. As it, crazy as that sounds, the drink bottles that I'll use during the race in the car, I have to get all of those prepared myself um, and have them with me and then um, carry all of that to the car with me whenever we go out for, for uh, the beginning part of the race. So wow. very, very different from normal. Um, but, you know, again, safety is number one, making sure that the crew members, the, the officials, the drivers, everybody is, is as safe as possible. And, and I think that that's, uh, that's something that for all of us, we're, we're very, very appreciative of what NASCAR has, uh, has done for all of us to, to keep us as safe as possible. And it'll be a true memory test, I think, because the drivers are used to having their crew members take everything to the car for them, and now they have to remember to do it all themselves. Yeah, so if sure. he gets to the car and forgets something, it's going to be on him this yeah, time. And that is exactly. True. Um, Justin, we're going to have you hang on for a second. I want to ask you about your, your new sponsor you have uh, for tonight's race. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and ask him about that. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Lincolnton turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Headlines for Cornelius and the region, here's WSIC News. You've turned in to hear local news and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345, 704-872-6345. Good morning, this is Margaret Beveridge with your latest news. In the 40-year history of National History Day competition in North Carolina, never has there been a season like this one. Only two of the seven regional competitions to select participants in the state competition had taken place when the pandemic struck. More than a thousand students soldiered on to participate in the five virtual regional contests and combine with the on-site contests Approximately 5,000 students competed across North Carolina. A routine traffic stop in Monroe revealed a huge amount of cash inside a vehicle, police say. A canine unit found illegal contraband after a search of the vehicle was conducted. Over $900,000 in cash wrapped in vacuum-sealed plastic bags was discovered. Investigators say this is consistent with drug trafficking. For more, visit fox46charlotte.com. Stay tuned to WSIC through the day for more. I'm Margaret Beveridge from the News Desk. As we approach our new normal, Piedmont Healthcare supports the CDC standards, so we are strongly encouraging you to wear your face mask. Continue to socially distance yourself. Piedmont Healthcare has set up our offices to accommodate you. Please feel free to give us a call and schedule an appointment today. From Black Automotive, here's Rick Tron. In these uncertain times, there is one thing that will never change. If you are searching for a great car buying experience, you can find it at Black Automotive Group on Salisbury Road in Statesville. The manufacturers are resuming production and we must begin now to make room for the new arrivals. Right now there are terrific deals on new 2020 and 2019 Buick and GMC models. You can qualify for 0% interest for up to 84 months on most Buicks and GMCs. Test drive the all-new Encore GX with several to choose from and discounts up to $2,500. At Black Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram you can save thousands with Employee Pricing Plus on most Compass Cherokee, Grand Cherokee and Wrangler models. Take advantage 
advantage of 120 days until your first payment with Chrysler Capital. We have over 150 pre-owned vehicles to choose from with low bank rate financing as low as 2.99%. Now's the time to practice your social distancing in a new car or truck from the Greater Car Trader, Black Automotive Group, Salisbury Road, Statesville. For all your automotive needs, visit Black Automotive Statesville. The Bible tells us we are to be salt and light to the world around us. But how exactly do we do that? This is Pastor Randy Mitchell inviting you to join us for Salt and Light. We answer that question and discuss the real issues facing our culture today. Join us Thursdays at 11. This is Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. We've got Justin Allgaier on the Strutmasters.com hotline, and uh, he's going to start 10th in tonight's Xfinity race, so praying that the uh, the rain holds off and they get the race in. Uh, Justin, I know you have a new sponsor that uh, came on board for tonight's race. Tell us about uh, your, your new sponsor for tonight's race. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of unique. So um, we've had Precision Tank on the car before, uh, which is part of what's on the car tonight, but um, through, through, through that, uh, they've actually started a new company um, called Precision Build, and so it's a it's a merger of Precision Tank and Tampa Tank Florida Structural Steel, and it's a really cool opportunity because uh, Precision Tank is is really the leader in industrial um, storage solutions for for liquids, and um, with adding in uh, Tampa Tank and Florida Structural Steel, you know. The, there's a lot of opportunity for growth. I know that those guys down there have been extremely excited and seeing this all grow. Um, so to be able to have this on the car is, is really special to me. We were supposed to actually run this uh, weeks ago when we went to Homestead and, and raced at Homestead. And obviously that, that changed a lot since, since then. And so uh, finally to be able to get the name on the car and to get their, their branding on the car, um, it, it's really, really neat. And if you look at the side of the car, there's actually some of uh, there's actually uh, elements um, uh, on the side of the car. So like it, it, there's element chart uh, uh, I don't know what codes I guess you would call them on the side of the car. And uh, you know that's that to me is it's carbon and carbon steel is what's on the side of the car. And uh, it's just kind of a merger of a merger of brands and really uh, creating a a larger a larger brand that'll be able to tackle more more uh, opportunities for that. So. I'm excited to have them on the car. They've been a great partner of ours. Precision Tank has been a great partner of ours now for for a number of years, and so to to see them grow um, is is really special. And and to and to for them to get a primary, they've they've been an associate now for a number of years. So to for them to be the primary really is special. So you're you're sitting ninth in points uh, going into tonight's race. You've got three stage wins, so you've won actually more stages than anybody else in the Xfinity Series uh, this year so far. So I know you guys have the speed. You just have to put it all together at the end of the race and, and do that. But those stage points are going to mean a lot more to come the end of the season, especially if you get those race wins because it'll get you into the playoffs and get you a little bit of uh, of a head start, I guess, over the competition going into the the chase. Uh, agreed. Um, we have led a ton of laps this year. Uh, we had the dominant car in Vegas and had an issue. We had the dominant car in Phoenix and we had a pit strategy that didn't go our way. Uh, so we've we've had the car to beat in a lot of these races throughout the course of the season. And, and ninth place in points and the, the the lack of wins in the win column do not show at all uh, the speed that our seven team has had. So I'm excited about tonight. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, we hope the rain holds off. But I'm excited about tonight. I, I think that uh, we got a great opportunity to uh, to move our way up in points a little bit. And hopefully uh, get ourselves in a, in a spot to to get a better draw. Uh, I know it wouldn't make a big difference, you know, the top twelve redraw, but get ourselves a better draw when we get to Charlotte here in a, in a couple of days. 
Yep, yep, for sure. I, I, you're one of the veterans of the of the sport and, and of the Xfinity Series, so I know you'll be just fine uh, going into tonight. We're going to let you go because I know you're driving down there, but uh, be safe, good luck, and stay away from all those adhesive uh, banners on the walls because apparently those things are, are, are deadly to NASCAR <laughs> these days. <laughs> Uh, yes, but, I will do that. I'll do my best on that, and I appreciate you guys as always. No uh, problem. No, to, uh, having a good race. No problem, Justin. And be safe. Uh, have fun down there, and uh, bring bring home a win for Junior Motorsports. Sounds good. Thank you. No problem. Good luck, Justin. Justin. Yeah, and Justin, I'll get everyone. Uh, we, we mentioned the banner. It, it's funny, but uh, it, for those of you who didn't see the race, apparently Blue Emu, uh, I don't know if they paid extra for it, or I don't know what person at Darlington thought it was a good idea to put a banner on a wall. I mean, <laughs> it's... Well, I, we should probably clarify that the banner was on the, actually on the uh, safer barrier. Correct. And, and it was just the way that it was sort of adhesived on. But um, but Darlington has been on for what uh, sixty five years or so, and, and they know Darlington stripes happen in every single race. So I don't know what person would have thought it was a great idea to put an adhesive banner. Um, on the on the wall, uh, knowing that uh, you know it wasn't going to stay uh, forever. So yeah. Danny Hamlin found that out the hard way, and then Dan- Daniel Hamrick found it out after. Uh, yes, after. And then the car after that, and the car after that, and so on and so forth. Well, so, it, it worked out great for Blue Emu because again they got. Oh yeah, oh, yeah they got all kinds of, of great you know. exposure. The, the yeah. camera stayed on that banner for 15 minutes while the crews pulled it off. So. Um, they got they got all that money back that they lost from Bubba Wallace a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so uh, all of that, uh, taking all that into account, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the race we mentioned, six million viewers watching the race. So uh, from from all of us in the media, thank you for watching the race because yes. that means NASCAR is doing something right. Um, but it was the only sporting event that you could watch. So I, I mean, I guess you know you take the good with the bad, but. Um, you got to feel for for Jimmy as well. I mean, Jimmy was leading, you know, up to the the last lap of the first stage. You yeah. know, everybody thought he was going to win, and then you know he had some uh, had an issue with uh, with um, Chris Busher, and uh, ended up ending his day. But man, I, all the Jimmy fans were just so you know almost crying because they well, they really wanted to see him. You know, yeah, I mean that would have been a storybook deal. You know, first race back, and you're you know mm-hmm. Jimmy pops the comeback win right um he just made a mistake i mean you know i was a little bemused by the you know especially jeff gordon's version of that because it was obvious if you were watching the video i thought that chris busher didn't move jimmy johnson thought he could get to the inside of him and 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 make the pass and he he just made a mistake and he just drifted all the way up into the left rear of busher's car um you know, that was completely Jimmy. And, you know, I felt bad for Jimmy because obviously you don't want to be the person to make that mistake. And, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's at a point in his career. I mean, you, you know, he, I, I think he understands, you know, I've got to own, you know, my situations when they're mine. And that was all, that was definitely his. And it was too bad because that you never like to, to, you don't get great opportunities like that all that often in a season. Right to be one of the dominant cars. And um, I think Jimmy had, he finished would have been right there with Bowman and, and Harvick fighting for the win. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't, um, you know, he, it, it just didn't happen. So uh, it, it goes to show that even the best of the best can make a mistake. And that's why they, that's why they run the races. Right. So, um, you know, it was despite the fact that that happened, I would say it was still a great run for Jimmy, and it showed that that team's capable now 
mm-hmm. under Cliff Daniels. Jimmy and Cliff have gotten to that point. That team's capable of going out knocking off a win. Yep. Um, and I thought, even though he made the mistake and ended his day early, he was still one of the big stories. And I think uh, Matt Kenseth was the other one. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Kenseth came back uh, several times <laughs> through the field. He started 12th, and he fell back to about 26th. And he came back up to about 13th, <coughs> and then fell back again. And then he ended up finishing 10th. Um, which was a great run, and, and I, I think from a sponsor standpoint, I mean that's what they—that's what Chip Ganassi wanted his sponsors yes. to see—is that he can—he's capable of getting a driver who's going to keep the car in one piece, keep it up front, and keep it competitive. And, and I think as we go through, you know, the next several weeks of races, you know, when, once we get through this, you know, barrage of races that we're doing right now. I, I think you'll see that that car is, is going to win a race at some point in time this year. I mean, it, you know, it may take through the summer months or whatever. And I think the same thing for Ryan Newman. I mean, what Ryan Newman was able to do, staying, you know, up toward the front, you know, except for down toward the end where he had the problem and, and spun himself out. But um, just to see what he went through, you know, at the Daytona 500 and the closing yeah. lap and then to come back from that and, and still be competitive because you, you, that's a fear you have. Um, when you're a race car driver, when you get injured, is coming back and not knowing if you still have what it takes when you get out because you don't know what long-term effects that injury would have could have had on you. Um, and to see him be competitive and just as competitive as he was when he left is a great sign for Roush as well. Well, and I think I think the one thing that Ryan had going for him was he was the only one that got any track time before yeah, the race at Darlington because NASCAR put him in the car, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few days prior to get about 30 laps just to make sure that he was okay, you know, medically to be able to, to, to go and get in the car. And so he did have a few laps. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I don't think it's anything that would have helped his performance per se. I mean, it wasn't like they were testing tires or anything, but, um, he did have that advantage. So I think he went in knowing that he was going to be okay. And it was just, you know, I really felt like for everybody, once we got about 50, 60 laps into the race, it was a race. You know, everybody oh, yeah. kind of, it just became a Darlington race. You know, everything that, that, that it happened and all of the changes and the different feel to it before the race. And then you had your first 30 laps of, gosh, I got to figure out what I got for a race car. You made your pit stop, you came back out and it became a race. Mm-hmm. And, and it very much played out like a typical Darlington race would. You had seven or eight or nine caution flags, whatever it was. Um, and, you know, it was tough for a lot of people. And in the end, you know, Kevin Harvick, the veteran, picked up the win. And, you know, I think I think Alex Bowman showed why he got that one year extension. I mean, that 88 yeah. team is a championship caliber team right now. Yeah. That's the second race in a row that he's been competitive. He yep. was, you know, he won at Fontana and then, you know, came back and finished second uh, here at Darlington. So, um, all right, we're going to take a quick break when we come back on the other side. Speaking of Harvick winning, uh, I picked him for Fantasy NASCAR last week. So that changed dramatically yeah, the yeah. standings. And we'll talk about that when we come <laughs> back on the inside pass. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where North Mech turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Did you know that Vesuvius Italian Restaurant and Pizzeria caters? That's right. Give them a call today at 704-924-7464, 704-924-7464, and let them make planning your next event or family gathering effortlessly. They're right at the Lowe Shopping Center, 118 Ventura Lane, Statesville. You won't find a better Italian restaurant anywhere. That's Vesuvio's Italian Restaurant and Pizzeria, 118 Ventura Lane, Statesville. 
104 WSIC. I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Koser. Tonight we'll keep that rain around. Low drops down to about 54. Tomorrow more rain in the forecast and heavy at times with a high of only 61 degrees. High of 70 on Thursday with a 70% chance for more showers. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Hey, radio family, it's Margaret Beveridge from the WSIC News Desk. Today, Second Lady Karen Pence, joined by the Deputy Secretary of Interior, Catherine McGregor, will visit Great Smoky Mountains National Park for the second phase of the park's safe reopening since closing to the COVID-19 pandemic in late March. As part of the visit, in recognition of Mental Health Awareness Month, Mrs. Pence will focus on the benefits of the outdoors for people's mental health and emotional well-being. Troutman Mayor Taras Young announced after a brief closed session on Monday that the council has selected Ron Wyatt as the new town manager. Wyatt will begin working full-time in his new position on July 1st. Interim Town Manager Jim Freeman will continue his duties until May 31st, but will be available for consultation as Wyatt assumes the role to ensure a smooth transition. Thanks for tuning in to WSIC. This is Margaret Beveridge. There's a problem with coffee today. We throw it in our shopping carts and just drink it out of habit. Transform your coffee experience with Black Powder Coffee, roasted right here in Mooresville. Black Powder Coffee gives you a prime-roasted craft blend at a reasonable price. Depending on the bean, you'll taste subtle notes of vanilla, berries, and chocolates with a smooth finish. Pick up Black Powder Coffee at Harris Teeter, Ingalls, Publix, La Fresca, The Coffee Lodge, or Lowry Drug. When you're in Mooresville, stop by the roastery, 256 Raceway Drive, blackpowdercoffee.com. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Southern Iredell turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Thank you so much for watching us on Facebook Live. If you're watching us here on uh, Facebook or if you're listening to us on the radio, thank you so much for listening to us or streaming us at uh, WSICFM.com. Thank you for streaming us as well. If you missed the interview with Justin Allguy, it'll be available later today on your favorite podcasting site. So just uh, search for Race Chaser Radio and you will find the podcast there. You can also listen to it on our website, which is InsidePassLive.com. There's also a calendar of uh, guests coming up uh, next week. Um, Nick DeGroote will join us. Um, and I'm beating him in fantasy NASCAR now. So, um, <laughs> in the month of June, uh, speaking of Chris Rice, uh, in the month of June, his uh, two drivers will join us uh, in uh, consecutive weeks, or I guess almost consecutive weeks. Uh, Justin Haley and Ross Chastain will both be guests in the month of June um, and here on the Inside Pass. So, um, we talked about Alex Bowman, and, and Tom mentioned he had signed a one-year contract. How, to me, when I when I hear them when I hear the drivers sign one year contracts, it makes me think that there's something else on the horizon that a team, especially a guy like Alex Bowman, wouldn't sign a multi year deal with a team like Hendrick if it's easy to find sponsors and you know things are going good, which obviously in in Alex's world they're going great right now. I don't see how a one year deal doesn't lead to something else, even if it's in the Hendrick camp in 2022. Why a one year deal? Well, I think that's kind of the way of the world now i i think shorter shorter contracts um i i think it's the way that the sport's structured and the fact that we don't have so many 
uh, allies and you know Lowe's and all the, the the sponsors that used to to do a full season. We don't have very much of that anymore. So I think because of that fact, I think the the team owners are interested in shorter contracts for the drivers because it gives them flexibility in case they have to turn and pivot. Um, at the same time, I think it also, as much as you may say, this may be a little counterintuitive, but I think it's actually good for the driver as well, because then the driver gets to sort of keep their options open a little bit. And if something comes along, you know, a year down the road, they're free to go in and pursue it without sure. having that long-term deal. So I think, you know, we all have been conditioned in in our work environment to want stability. Um, I don't think Alex Bowman has anything to worry about as long as he keeps doing Alex Bowman things. Right. You know, he keeps winning, keeps finishing second, keeps, you know, running up front. Um, I think that Alex will be at Hendrick in the 88 car as long as he wants to be in as long as, you know, he can keep the sponsors happy. Um, so I don't know. I think you look at this and it's a great question, but I don't know if it really makes a whole lot of difference at this point. If anything, like I said, it gives more flexibility on both sides. I think if anything, it puts pressure on the driver to perform. Yes. Because we've seen, yep. you know, we talk about this all the time. If you're not performing on the racetrack these days, it doesn't matter talent level anymore. If right. you don't have sponsorship money coming into that team, you can be replaced with a drop of a hat. That's right. So signing a one-year deal, it, it makes sure that Alex is going to give it his all every single time he's out there on the racetrack, which he not that he's not, but right. I'm just saying. From the owner's perspective, like you said, I, I think when you look – at one-year deals right now with the times that we're in we don't know what businesses are going to be in business tomorrow right um yep. and so a lot of these sponsors paid prepaid for a lot of their sponsorship for the course of the year a lot of these businesses may not be around when their sponsorship when they're you know like let's say this company paid for a, you know a sponsorship for the race at you know say chicago or whatever which isn't happening now but right you know you can take you know talladega texas whatever what if that company's not even in business when we get to Texas? Because this race, the, when they paid for the Texas race, was supposed to be in uh, March, and now sure. it's you know we're getting we're getting into the end of June, and it's still not on the schedule yet. And so I mean we don't we just don't know company wise. So I think a lot of these these team owners are saying, look, we know we can get you sponsorship money to run this car next year. After next year, we don't know what the long term financial you know situation is going to be. So they don't want to lock drivers into multi-year contracts not knowing if there's going to be sponsorship money there because if there's no sponsorship money, they can't put that driver in the car and then right. they have to release him from the contract, which I feel, and a lot of times we'd have to get a, you know owner clarification on this, but I feel like a lot of times that would cost you more money having to release a driver from their contract than just paying them away. Depending on deal. how it's structured, it could, yeah. sure. I mean, that's true in any type of business um, situation where mm -hmm. you have an agreement. But I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't think this is as big a deal as you may right. think it is. Uh, and, you know, for someone like Alex, who's young and, you know, he's if he keeps performing, he's going to have other opportunities, perhaps. The phone will ring. I don't know why you'd want to leave <laughs> Rick Hendrick. But again, you know, everybody has to do what they feel is best for them. So I don't think this this should be an, any kind of a negative or read negatively or as a lack of long-term confidence in Alex. I think it's just, it's today's business world. And as long as Alex keeps performing, there's no reason to change. 
That's true. So while since we've been on the air last, we, we got a little bit more clarification on the schedule going forward into the month of June. Uh, we know that after we are done with the race weekend at Charlotte, this coming weekend we go to Bristol, Atlanta, Martinsville for a midweek race under the lights. I don't. If you're not excited about that, you're dead. Yeah. Um, Miami and then Talladega. Um, after that, the next scheduled race weekend on the calendar is Pocono, which is the doubleheader on the 27th and 28th. Yesterday, the Pennsylvania governor said that he would be okay with having NASCAR come to Pocono in its June date if Monroe County, which is the county that the track is in, goes into the yellow phase of their uh, reopening plan. I don't know how that works because I don't live in Pennsylvania, but I, I guess I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like stage two here. Well, yeah, it would be, uh, it would us, be so. assuming that the number of cases drops right, to a exactly. point and new cases, all of that so drops to a point. From what I've heard yeah. from people that, that live in the county and around the area, it's looking promising, but we don't know how that's going to be. The, my, the next question is going to be, you know, is it still going to be a doubleheader? I would assume it would be. Um, because I don't know why they would want to change that, because that would be another race that they would have to add right. back into the schedule. So um, we'll see what happens. But as of right now, it looks like we're going to get uh, pretty good, you know, pretty good action going on. After the Pocono race was supposed to be the two, well, it was Indy on the Fourth of July, which as of that right now that's looks happening. Good, yes. Um, and then as a matter of fact, it looks like the the uh, they're looking at trying to get fans in the stands that weekend. They want they Indy car. <laughs> By IndyCar, we mean, you know, the IndyCar people. They want uh, Penske and those guys. They want NASCAR's first race back to be at Indy with fans. I think that would be cool, but we'll see what happens. Um, after Indy is Kentucky and then Loudoun, and then they're supposed to be on a two-week break because of the Olympics, which isn't happening. So that's a two-week break that they can use to reschedule races. I would assume Texas would be one of those dates that they would reschedule during that week. The other one would maybe the All-Star race. Who knows? Well, it could be. Um, now, as to Indy, just some further clarification. Um, July 4th is 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 when Indy, Indiana is supposed to open up. Yes. Okay, now I don't know if that means all the way open up, but I think fans are a possibility, even at a reduced number, mm -hmm. which that race traditionally doesn't pack, yeah. you know, obviously you, you there's can, plenty of room to spread out, out if they yeah. need to. Yeah, for sure. um, here's the other little news item in New York State. Governor Cuomo announced that on June 1st, he's opening horse race tracks and Watkins Glen. That me, but but no fans. Right. Now he he didn't say anything about the other short tracks up there. So as far as we know, short tracks can't open yet. But Watkins Glen should be safe for their August date with NASCAR as well. So we can start to at least project ahead a little bit mm -hmm. at um, some of the tracks that might be safe by the time they would normally come up on the schedule. So there may be we may be able to get to a point where we're not shuffling things around so much and we can right. just go back to the regular schedule even if we're doing it without fans. I don't see too many places we can put fans in anytime soon to be honest. Yeah, there's still there's still more there's more Xfinity and truck races that need to be rescheduled than cup races at this point because yes. with the June calendar they pretty much did all of the races that they needed to do except for Texas and Dover. Yeah. I would assume the Dover race would just be a double header because it's easier to just go to Delaware and do two races back to back. So I would look for that to happen. And then as I said the two week break that was supposed to be for the Olympics if it were me, I would obviously do Texas, 
Um, they said the All-Star Race is going to still happen, so that would be a, pr- a great place to put the All-Star Races right, right. here in that break, and that will give the drivers a little bit of a break as well going into the last part of the season. So we'll see what happens. So Fantasy fantasy NASCAR, those of you who watch the Motorsports Madness show on Thursdays, we have a Fantasy NASCAR uh, season that we're doing, um, which has been on hiatus because NASCAR has been on hiatus. Uh, last week we, re- we re-kicked it off. Uh, Groot had an uh, amazing lead. Um, he started the coronavirus and, and everything to stay in, stay on top of the standings. <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, uh, I know he's coming on next week. He he uh, he's an iRacer racer with the Elite Racing League, which is the one of the iRacing racing leagues that's out there right now. Yeah. They ran their Indy 500 over the weekend, and he won the Indy 500. Wow! So we'll have to talk to him. Way about to that. go, Groot. He's becoming big time. I'm about to start paying him to be on the show. Now, For those so of you, by the way, that don't. Maybe don't know Nick DeGroote. Nick DeGroote is one of the journalists at motorsports.com, and he's kind of a semi-regular recurring, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, kind of character, if you will, or or insider for our shows at Race Chaser Media. Yeah, and he makes amazing articles from motorsport.com. So if if you're ever on there, look for his articles as well. But anyway, he had the lead up until uh, Sunday. I picked Kevin Harvick, and Harvick won the race. So I now have a two-point lead over Nick DeGroote. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm quitting Fantasy NASCAR. Right now, retiring. Uh, in the, yeah, I, I am. Uh, Jacob was in second, but he dropped to third. He picked Eric Jones, who finished eighth. Uh, Nick picked uh, Matt Kenseth, which was kind of seemed out of the ballpark, but he finished in tenth. Uh, Tom picked Joe Logano, who finished eighteenth, but led earlier in the in the race. Yeah. And then uh, we 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 gave uh, Christopher Bell to to Red because obviously he works there and he's contractually obligated to pick Christopher Bell in every <laughs> race he's run. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Bell suffered some issues and ended up 28. So uh, that's how the standings are right now. So we go to Darlington tomorrow night, hopefully, um, and we won't be we won't be on the air before the races run. I we hope so. We went ahead and, and got everybody's picks for today. Uh, so uh, since since Red is last, obviously he's got Christopher Bell, so we're going to skip him. Uh, <laughs> Jacob picked uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Busch, so we'll see how he does with Kyle Busch. If he if anything, he'll be further in the standings after the end of the race. Um, and Nick DeGroote picked Martin Truex Jr. So Tom, who is your pick for tomorrow night for tomorrow at Darlington? Night. Yep. Uh, rain, I win. <laughs> uh, um, plus but, ten points. If we yeah, if we don't have rain, um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson. I think I say he recovers pick. from his mistake. He starts 37th, but I mean, starting position that doesn't mean doesn't anything. So, um, and my pick is Denny Hamlin. So I think Denny's going to come back and do good. If Bluey Mew doesn't put any more adhesive banners <laughs> on the wall, then he'll be just fine. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, always fun. We also picked uh, drivers who we thought were going to take over the 48 car and our final four for. Uh, for the finals, so, so we'll see how we do as we get further on uh, into the season. But um, we, we certainly want to thank Justin Allgaier for joining us today. I, I know it was tough for him to take some time out, especially trying to get into the mentality of running the race tonight. Hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate and we get to run uh, the race. I, I know there's some, been some questions on social media in regards to how long the race has to go before they call it. Um, it's either ha- the halfway point of the race or the end of stage two, whichever comes first. I think in this case, it's the end of stage two because yeah, it's only like it 47 yep. lines. It's a short race. So, I mean, if we can just get to the end of stage two, we can call it a race and be done with that. But I think the cup race is going to be run on Friday or Thursday because I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow night. Um, but we'll see. So, um, as I mentioned, we've got uh, Justin Haley and Ross Chastain. The group's on next week. A big ca- calendar for June. So, go to the website. Check that out. We'll see you guys Thursday on Motorsports Madness. For Tom Baker, I'm Randy Miller. Be safe. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And uh, good luck to all the Xfinity drivers racing tonight at Darlington. We'll see you next week on the Inside Pass.
This is News Talk 100.7 FM W264CU Statesville, 105.9 W290DK Mooresville, and 1400 AM WSIC Statesville.